0: welcome back we're in revelation chapter 18 finishing verse 13 let's go so at the end of 13 it's talking about well 11 through 13 it's saying all the merchants of the earth will weep and mourn over her for no one buys their merchandise anymore merchandise of gold silver etc It goes on to say bodies and souls of men so if you think about and for those of you in in texas We had the recent ice storm, and everything just came to a halt. Uh, You couldn't get out to to buy anything for days. If you think about COVID at the beginning, no one could get out to um, buy anything, and companies ran out of certain things like uh, masks and gloves and sanitizing products and stuff, and the The demand was huge, the supply was low, so the price went skyrocketing high. You could look on Amazon and they were selling masks for like you know, $20 per paper mask and stuff like that. Well, quite the opposite will, be, will occur during the tribulation and you'll have uh, zero demand and the prices will just fall to the floor. No one's going to demand everything because everything's just going to go away. And even the selling of uh, slaves and sex trafficking. It'll be gone. And that'll be a great thing. That it'll be gone. Because it's a horrendous thing. There's about 25 million people today around the world. 25 million people in this modern age that we live in who are slaves. And 5 million of those are sex slaves. Um, Made a comment here that many CEOs and politicians today have sold their souls for a fiddle of gold. They'll do anything they're asked. To do so long as they get well compensated for it but then you have great leaders like those of chick-fil-a and Hobby Lobby who stand strong for biblical values and truth and don't flick flinch in the midst of pressure from those who do not value what God values we don't want to hate those people who hate our values we want to love on them love through the persecution as they throw the punches the emotional punches the verbal punches the legislative punches the congressional punches, all the stuff that they do just to just keep beating us down. God just calls us to keep loving them and turn the other cheek, and it's hard, and it makes our blood boil, and it makes us upset, but God doesn't call us to just fight back and, you know, be angry. He calls us to love them. Don't join them, but love them and share with them. And some of them will ultimately come to Christ, and and some of them won't. Probably most of them will not, but certainly some will. And uh, what a precious sight when one of those comes to Christ, just like what a precious sight when I came to Christ and turned away from my wicked ways uh, years ago. And thank God I'm here. Verse 14. The fruit that your soul longed for has gone from you, and all the things which are rich and splendid have gone from you, <clears throat> and you shall find them no more at all. So the earthly items, the material items, such as gold and goods, will have zero demand and will become completely and utterly valueless. Not valuable, but valueless. People who worship material items will no longer have any reason to live or even to get out of bed. Let me give you a real-life example. What if I said I would give you a 1,000 shares of Enron stock in exchange for you giving me meals for a year? Would you do it? What about if I gave you a thousand shares of Enron stock to just feed me for a month? Would you do it? How about for a day? No, absolutely. They are completely and utterly worthless. And that happened overnight, very quickly. They saw that the company was bankrupt and it just imploded. And that's what's going to happen during the tribulation. It's a it's a close approximation for our, our minds to mentally... Uh, see what this is going to be like during the tribulation, where it just goes to zero. We've seen flash crashes in the market, but nothing that's taken it to zero. But we did see that with Enron, and it happens with some other companies, uh, certainly some penny stock companies. But we're talking the whole world, the empires, the Babylon, Babylon uh, everything just crumbling. It says, the fruit that your soul longed for has gone from you. So these people were longing for material goods for earthly treasures which god says don't store those up for yourself store store up eternal treasures you can't take a u-haul to a funeral you can't take anything with you when you pass away and go into your eternal life be that eternal condemnation or eternal life the verse goes on in 14 to say and all the things which are rich and splendid have gone from you so these people considered the rich and splendid things of the world Rather than rich and splendid things of God. May we focus on the things of God that are eternal. As we mentioned, when you do good deeds that are motivated for Jesus, that has nothing to do with your salvation. You're saved and justified the moment you accept Christ as your Savior. All right, you declare him to be Lord, you repent, you ask forgiveness. And he comes into you, and the Holy Spirit is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. The old is gone, the new is here. and But when you do your deeds, once you are born again, and remember, the only way to be a Christian is to be born again. There is no other type of Christian. If you say you're a Christian and you're not born again, then you're not a Christian. You're not going to heaven. The only way to be a Christian, to be declared righteous by God as if you're in fact born again, so it is a completely biblical term. so if you're not born again, get born again it's time and once we're born again, then we get to do deeds that are motivated for Christ. Now two things are going to happen with those deeds number one, you will be rewarded for those deeds that are motivated by Christ in heaven now if you put your if you give a million dollars to a hospital or a church. Or school, or something, and you put up a plaque that says uh, the Johnson Family Hall, you won't get a reward for that. None. Why? Because it was motivated by you for men to see you worship and idolize your name and say, Oh, I wish I was him. Oh, look how special he is now. God says to do these things in private. So anything that's motivated by Jesus and for Jesus will be rewarded in heaven but if it's motivated for you to get some type of earthly reward you won't be motivated you won't be rewarded for that at all the second thing about your deeds is your deeds have zero effect on your salvation as we just mentioned but they have an enormous they can have enormous impact on the salvation of your neighbor because they're going to look at you and they're going to see through your deeds if what you're saying you're actually living out so verse 14 goes on to say and you shall find them no more at all. So all these riches, all these earthly things that they place value in, that they, that they thought were splendid, they considered themselves rich, they're gone. Find your riches in Jesus Christ, not your riches in the world. Because this stuff, at best, you're going to be around it for you know, 60, 80, 100 years, and then it's completely gone from you. Verse fifteen: The merchants of these things, who became rich by her, will stand at a distance for fear of her torment, weeping and wailing, and saying, "Alas, alas! That great city, that was clothed in fine linen and purple and scarlet, and adorned with gold and precious stones and pearls." So, again, going back to verse fifteen, it says, "The merchants of these things, so the people, the seller of these things, who became rich by her, they they made tons of money by uh, u- using Babylon." And the idolatry and worship that goes along with it, and they're going to stand at a distance for fears, fear of her torment, weeping and wailing. There will be crying. There will be gnashing. Gnash, there will be ripping of the the, the clothes in, in the Old Testament way, uh, if you will. And they're just they're devastated. They're like, how could this possibly happen? My life is destroyed right now. I have nothing. And they're saying, alas, alas, that great city that was closed in fine linen purple, scarlet, adorned with gold and precious stones. So the city looked amazing from from a worldly view, right? Had the right colors, the right type of precious metals and commodities, and everybody just adored and worshipped the city and empire of Babylon and those who were in it and idolized it with images on social media and everything. And They wanted to be just like this person and that person, and we do it right now, today. You don't have to wait for the tribulation to see what that looks like. You look at social media and people get jealous and covet other people's clothing and cars and vacations. We all do it. Uh, I'm guilty of it, too. Um, I do it much less than I used to, and I hope that, that God will completely erase that from my thought process. I don't want to covet. I don't want anything of this world. But that's a work that God's doing in me over time. Um, But it's a struggle for most of us listening to this right here. And so that great city has fallen. That great city is going down. The great city, of course, is Babylon. Not great as in in the way that we would sense it, but just like we call the great tribulation, uh, or the latter part of the great tribulation, sorry, the second part, which is three and a half years, of the seven-year tribulation, we call the great tribulation. Not because we look at it and we're like, oh, that's great. Lots of you know destruction and disaster and you can't drink the water anymore, and people are dying, and comets and nuclear war, whatever, all this stuff. It's it's great because it's part of God's plan. Um and this great city is is the opposite of God's plan. It is Satan's plan. And it's getting destroyed here. And Verse seventeen, for in one hour, such great riches came to nothing for let that for in one hour, one hour, I believe that to be literal, and even if it's not literal, it means a very short time. Remember we're already talking tribulations only seven years long, the great tribulation's only three and a half years long, and this is a a just a speck, a flick of time within that three and a half year period at, at towards the end. And it's just, it's gone. So suddenly, so think about Enron stock, just suddenly gone to zero. Such great riches came to nothing. Absolutely nothing. And then it goes on to say, Every shipmaster, all who travel by ship, sailors, and as many as trade on the sea, stood at a distance and cried out when they saw the smoke of her burning, saying, What is like this great city? So they had had become rich by transporting the merchandise in Babylon, and now it was all gone. So these shipmasters, the people on the boats, out in the bay or in the harbor. Now, here's a question for you and me. If you lost your job and half your wealth tomorrow morning when you woke up, would you still love God? What if you lost your house, your job, and 100% of your money? Would you still love God? Then the question goes to this. What are you doing to help those who have little material goods today? How much are you giving to help them? What? How much time and money are you giving to help them and are you doing it in the name of Jesus or are you doing it just because you think it's a good person but you're giving time and money but they're not hearing the gospel because that is a complete waste of that giving that's just making them less uncomfortable before they're eternally uncomfortable and remember that fertilizer makes or failure makes great fertilizer so think about the times in your life when you've failed at something something has gone awry you may have cried been sad been upset uh, felt defeated Regret, remorse, guilt, but that's great fertilizer for the fields of, of Jesus Christ. Why would God want to tell all of this, all of the, tell us all of this in advance, all about the tribulation stuff? As yet one more reminder that treasures on this earth are temporary, but treasures in heaven are eternal. You can have the finest water and wine, but if you don't have living water, then it just flows right through you. And you die to face eternal condemnation rather than eternal life. We will pick up tomorrow in verse 19. Lord, thank you for these truths. Help us to look into this and say, and understand that you have a plan. It's better than ours. It's different than ours. We can't comprehend it because we have finite minds and you have an infinite mind. Lord, you're telling these things in advance, in part, so that we can understand that The things of this world that we uh, tend to worship and idolize and and long for, uh, the cars, the jewelry, the houses, the vacations, the stuff like that, Lord, it'll just go away. It'll just be gone in an instant. And the people who worship that will be devastated. The people who worship Christ will say, now I see Christ even more clearly. Lord, help us to understand these truths, to understand your revelation timeline, and to learn from it. Not to be dogmatic, to argue with people, uh, because we're all, all going to disagree on, on some part of uh, Revelation, Lord, but just to understand you better, your truth, your word, your promises, your prophecies. Lord, we love you and we thank you. Help us to love you this day. Amen. Thank you so much for listening to Daily Verse by Verse. We want you to be prepared in season and out of season to study the whole counsel of God so that you can share with people who Jesus is through your actions so that you have the right to tell them who Jesus is, so that they can come to know Jesus or come to know Jesus better. We strongly encourage you to share this message, this podcast, on your social media, Facebook, Instagram, message, email someone who you think could benefit from it. It's an easy way for you to go out and witness to the world just by sharing this podcast. We hope you'll join us tomorrow. Have a wonderful day.